From the Center for the Study of Art and Community, this is Change the Story, Change the World. My name is Bill Cleveland. Now, last week, we heard the first episode in our Three Trickster series. In it, artist-performer-community rabble-rouser Normando Ismay recounted how he populated his performances with a cast of strange and wonderful characters who lived in a parallel universe he invented called Bizoso. And then he told the story of how he and his neighbors closed the local crack house by turning it into a community sculpture and celebrating it with a full-blown neighborhood art opening complete with wine and canapes. <laughs> After our conversation, Normando sent over some audio of some of his performances. Here, as a bonus episode, are two that we thought listeners might enjoy. This first is a story about Kachiru, a powerful deity that wields enormous power over the bodies and souls of humans. And the second is a love story set at the time of Argentina's dirty war. Hi there. I'm Bill Cleveland, host of Change the Story, Change the World. And this is a bonus episode. Over the last week, since we published episode 28 featuring Normando Ismay, the loving trickster, we have had requests from a number of folks out there who want to hear some of Normando's performances. In response, he's been kind enough to share two pieces that we're presenting here in this bonus episode. The first, Normando's telling of a traditional South American story called Cachiru, adopted by Normando and with his own accompaniment on the quina and bambo. Let's have a listen. had hidden behind the mountains to the west and was still shining on the mountains to the east making them look like they were made out of pure gold a strange creature flew across the horizon making a horrible noise The people in town started running around like crazy and everybody started screaming, Kachiru, 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 Kachiru. I didn't know what was happening. I had only been in the town for a few days just hanging out and playing music with some friends. All you could see was this large shadow against the golden mountains. It landed finally on a rooftop. The rooftop bent a little. The bird was heavy. This kachiru was actually the largest owl I had ever seen. Everybody in town seemed to freeze for a few seconds. Then they stood in silence as the owl turned its head as if trying to pick someone. 
the owl's head, turned almost all the way around, and then started back. When it came to me, it stopped and blinked its eye. Everybody turned and stared at me. They started pointing their fingers as they all said, Kachiru, 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 sort of like in chorus. The circle of people grew larger as people started backing away from me. Finally, I was left alone in the only street in town. People went back into their houses, shutting their doors. It had gotten dark by then, and all I could see was two balls of fire, the eyes of the owl shining in the middle of the night. Not knowing what to do and suspecting I was in serious trouble, I stood in that lonely street, unable to move. From the darkness, a beautiful elderly woman came out, laughing loudly as she was pointing at me. The sound of her laughter was almost irritating, and I felt she was making fun of me. When she got closer to me, she stood there for a few seconds and looked at me. Then she said, Kachiru, you're the one. You're the one the Kachiru has selected. And she chuckled a little. <laughs> then she said, The Kachiru has the power over your body and soul. Sometimes it punishes people by taking their eyes out with its angular beak. Other times, the Kachiru takes the soul and leaves the people like dolls. Everything is there but the essence. She went on, tonight the Kachiru has picked you, it's a warning that something bad is going to happen to you or to your family. The old woman turned around and started to leave as she was laughing again and then she turned and said, there is a way that you can overcome this bad omen. In the middle of the night. When the moon is in the center of the sky, you should leave three bowls or cups full of chicha. It's a liquor that's made from the algarroba tree. The first cup you should leave for and because of your soul. The second cup for and because of your body. And the last cup for and because the heck of it. If the Kachiru comes and drinks out of the first cup, your soul is going to be fine, but your body will be sick and frail the rest of your life. If the Kachiru drinks out of the second cup, your body will be fine, but your soul will leave you, and you will be left like that even after you die. If the Kachiru drinks out of the third cup, your body and soul will be sick forever, but you will have plenty of liquor to drown your sorrows in. The elderly woman finally said, if the Kachiru drinks all three cups, 
it accepted the offer and will be your friend and protector the rest of your life. <laughs> Then she turned around and disappeared into the darkness. I never really believed uh, things like that uh, but this time. I'm left in the middle of the street in the darkness. My legs are shaking. I'm sweating and my teeth are chattering. I slowly walked into the house, waited until midnight, then went to the center of the street and left my three cups filled with liquor and the bottle there, just in case. Try to get in bed and fall asleep, but of course, I couldn't. So first thing in the morning, right after I heard the rooster, I checked on the chicha. All three cups of liquor were empty and the bottle was gone. Until today, I really haven't been able to tell if that night I made a new friend and protector in the Cachiru or if the elderly woman fooled me and took my liquor. The second of Normando's pieces, called Magdalena and José, is a love story set in Argentina during the period of state terrorism from 1976 to 1983 called the Dirty War, during which tens of thousands of political dissidents and their family members were hunted down and disappeared. This piece was written and performed by Normando along with Mike O'Dowd. Levantóse por la mañana con la bronca prendida en su rostro Y así fue que empezó otro día como el embarazado de Cuba Ella lo trató de besar, pero no se dejó No es yo, salió a buscar veneno a Ebuque, a Gemata Y él la encontró The students' demonstrations were happening almost daily The police were getting tired and were escalating their use of crowd control weapons At one point, everybody panicked, and the crowd started running toward the university. Juan José estaba loco, and continued to throw rocks at the cops until it was too late to get away. He'd been there before, and run toward the alley. Once in it, he realized that the cops were coming from both directions. That's when he opened a door and fell into a warehouse. He crawled under some tables and stayed in darkness for a long time. Quedó mal. Lo devolvieron descompuesto. Lo conocí de joven. Con esperanzas, cambios idealistas flotaban en su mente. Las cosas se pusieron serias. Se lo llevaron a él y a muchos otros. Algunos volvieron. Algunos quedaron como él. The voices continued outside until darkness. Then everything got very still and he could hear somebody breathing somewhere in the room. He was afraid to ask, thinking that one of the cops was waiting. Finally, he whispered, who's there? A female voice ordered him to be quiet. 
Late that night, he decided to try for the door, but as soon as he looked out, he noticed cops in every corner. He had to stay. Juan Jose saw a peach tree growing next door, so he crawled toward the window, and pulling a branch toward him, was able to cut a couple of peaches. He offered a peach to the other person in the room, whispering, free peaches. She came toward him. I'm Magdalena. I hid in here shortly before you. I was afraid you would be a cop for a while. They've been looking for me. They have my photo. A través de la tortura se acordó de ella y sobrevivió para verla. La buscó por años, viajando en una troca convertida en casa, leyendo poemas de amor por el alto parlante. Fue así de pueblo en pueblo, sabiendo que solo ella, la que escribió los poemas, entendería su propia voz. They didn't see each other's face. They just heard their voices all night. They stayed for five days, all the time knowing that the city was under a state of siege. They could hear military operations outside the building, and nobody else seemed to walk down the street. With time, they realized that the warehouse was full of toys, and there were tools for making all kinds of wooden toys. There were small trains, trucks, and some very cute puppet dolls that moved in different ways. Así fue como un día aquella bella maestra que se hallaba tan triste a su clase dedicada oyó su voz en el parlante de la troca móvil que se quedó en el pueblo cuando se supo el porqué de la tristeza Homenaje callejero, ciencia de la costumbre, amor ametrallado, coraje de inocente. La llanura recorre por miedo a subir o caer una vez subido. La falta de pasión solo se observa en el vacío. Ha llenado el pseudo poeta, descubre la piedra. Magdalena picked up one of the dolls and started to talk. And this poet came alive with her voice, talking about the inequities and the desire of the people to be independent, land reform, better wages, schools, a library in every town. She had poems about glass blowers and shoemakers. She honored the well digger and the women who died in a fire in a sweet shop. After five days when it was over, the buses rolled down the streets. People's voices came back, and children began to play. They came out of hiding. By then they didn't have the strength or the desire to separate. So they went to her house and lived together. Eran los tiempos en que un joven podía transformarse de estudiante de liceo a activista universitario. He continued to ask her to repeat her poems and he learned every word of every poem. And they repeated them together like two dolls hanging from invisible strings. Hijo de desconsolados padres. He had never met somebody real and had opened himself to receive her in his frivolous soul. 
que son victimizados por conseguir información como si estuvieran en el corner store. Los padres de los niños bien. On her way back, she saw the military truck stopped in front of her house. As she hid in the crowd, she saw them taking him, his bloody face gazing toward the crowd. With lipstick, she wrote on a paperback, I will wait for you. Then she left it on the ground where he could see it. Entre tanta gente yo te vi, te llevaban los de ver. En ese momento te prometí esperar hasta verte. Entre tanta gente yo te vi, te llevaban los de ver. En ese momento te prometí esperar hasta verte. Esos con los medios y las conexiones para comprar a quien sea y recuperar a sus hijos. She walked away, then she ran to a town without a teacher, with her aunt who had divorced her father's brother many years ago. The woman still lived in pain, and together they mourned their loved ones. A veces más allá de la posible recuperación. Juan José quedó dañado. It was a time that a young one could go from college kid to activist to disappeared. La mente descompuesta patata. Son of wealthy parents who are victimized over and over with false information about their children's fate. Al principio vivió con sus padres, pero después se hizo una situación desesperada. And sometimes the lucky ones manage to pay for their freedom. That is what happened to Juan José. He got out. After a lot of torture, he was out. But he had been damaged. El joven Juan José continuaba a repetir unos poemas, pero nadie supo de quién eran. Al cabo de unos meses, los doctores llegaron a la misma conclusión que aquellos que trabajaban en la casa. El joven estaba enamorado y había que dejarlo tranquilo. El joven Juan José comenzó a mejorar y pronto sus cicatrices When Jose had been damaged, his mind was kicked into disrepair. At first he tried living with his parents, then it became a desperate situation. Young Juan Jose continued to repeat the poems, the poems he learned from her, that got him through the hours of torture he endured. He repeated them when they burned his balls with the electric cow prow, putting his nerves to sleep. All night long he would repeat the poems. Nobody recognized the writer. Sounded more like that of a communistic propaganda that got him in trouble in the first place. After a while, the doctors came to the same conclusion as the help in the house. The kid's in love, and they best leave him alone. Un día, Young man, Juan José, started to get better. He stopped gazing at the door and only repeated the poems in his room. The scars started blending with his skin. He continued to wonder, as if looking for that missing part. One day he let everybody know that he was going to travel. 
he bought an old bus and turned it into a trocomobile with loudspeakers stuck on the roof. Juan José recitaba los poemas de su amada. That he used to amplify himself reading the poems. Algunas veces lo echaban con piedradas y revoltijas. That's how he traveled from town to town. And everywhere he went, Juan José recited her poems. Sometimes he would get chased out of town. Other times, people would come close to him. And Juan José would tell the story of how he knew the author of the poems and he was still hoping to find her or at least have bad news. Otras veces se le acercaba la gente y cuando le preguntaban él contestaba que había encontrado los poemas y cómo le gustaban quería descubrir quién había escrito los poemas. Some people Hubo tried to claim ownership and author's rights and Juan José knew better. Personas quisieron robarse los derechos de autor because he knew her heart. Pero Juan José sabía quién había escrito los poemas porque ella se los repitió de su corazón. Algunos piensan que en realidad los poemas no eran de otro, sino que los había escrito él mismo. Como que tenía una musa que le dio la inspiración. Juan José en realidad la buscaba porque la amaba. Juan José kept on, never staying for long, going to parks and soccer fields reciting Magdalena's poems over the loudspeakers on his truck. No se quedó mucho en ningún lugar. Viajó a los pueblos y en las plazas recitó los poemas que le dio su amada. Algunas veces, cuando se juntaba la gente, él contaba la historia de su amor. Un día, en medio de una demostración, los dos quedaron atrapados en el callejón, la policía de los dos lados. Se escondieron en un galpón lleno de juguetes donde permanecieron por cinco días. Mientras la ciudad estaba en su estado de sitio, en medio de la oscuridad y el ayuno, ella le recitaba los poemas y él se enamoró, tal vez porque nunca había conocido a alguien que en realidad vivía. Y ella... Se endulzó con la inocencia. The day that Juan José came to the town was like any other day in the school. Homework, numbers, reading. Cuando salieron del galpón no se pudieron separar. The windows were open. You could hear the birds and the sound of traffic. Así estuvieron hasta que la policía se lo llevó a él y ella huyó hacia un pueblo donde vivió una tía que hacía años había enviudado del hermano de su padre. Y el luto de su tía fue el ambiente de su dolor y desesperación. Sin saber si Juan José había sobrevivido o no. She heard the voice from a loudspeaker in the distance and was surprised that it wasn't selling or buying anything. Y terminó enseñando en la escuela. El día que Juan José llegó al pueblo era como cualquier otro. 
Magdalena con los niños, los deberes, números y lecturas. As the voice moved slowly over the words and only stopped to breathe. Las ventanas estaban abiertas y se escuchaba los pájaros y el ruido del tráfico en la calle. Escuchó la voz del parlante a la distancia y le pareció raro que ni compraba ni vendía. La voz se desplazaba por las palabras con suavidad y solo paraba para respirar. When the amplified voice got closer, And its volume overpowered the sound of 30 children. Cuando el parlante se acercó y la voz amplificada sobrepasó el volumen de los niños, she heard what had disappeared in fear Escuchó years ago. lo que hacía años había desaparecido the en el espanto. Desde el día que lo vio arrastrado por los policías, la cara ensangrentada, los ojos desesperados. Magdalena hadn't dared to repeat her poems. Magdalena no se atrevió a repetir sus propios poemas. The loudspeaker voice clashed with the walls of buried secrets and demolished them. La voz del alto parlante chocó con las rocks. paredes secretas del olvido. She ran out y las of the hizo school. estallar. Toward the truck. Las piedras se volvieron de arena. And the loudspeaker voice silenced. No pudo más. Y disculpándose, fue hacia la troca casa con parlante. And the whole town y él no pudo seguir found out why con las palabras the teacher de Magdalena was always cuando la vio sad. a la media cuadra. Entre, Entre tanta, tanta gente, gente, gente yo te vi, te llevaban, te llevaban los hombres de ver. En ese en momento, ese momento te, prometí te prometí esperar a verte. Entre, Entre tanta, tanta gente, gente yo te vi, te llevaban, te llevaban los hombres de ver. De ver. En, ese en ese momento te prometí esperar a verte. Thank you, Normando, for these stories. Cachiru and Magdalena and Jose. For those of you who have not heard the story of Normando's personal journey as Papa Bezoso and the loving trickster, we encourage you to tune in to Change the Story, Change the World, episode 28. As always, this is Bill Cleveland saying thank you for listening. Stay well, help folks, and make good things out there in the world. Adios. Before we go, just a reminder that next week, not two weeks from now, but one week away, we will air the second part of our Three Tricksters series featuring artist Salty Shi Jiain, who describes herself as a citizen scholar of the universe and a cosmic clown who floats at the intersections of wonder and melancholy, existential meditation, and devotional nonsense. In essence, a perfect manifestation of a 21st century trickster whose story and work we will explore next. <laughs>